You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you get the job done. Add a little inspiration, a little information to help you with your home improvement projects. Why don't you pick up the phone, give us a call right now so we can help. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. The holidays are upon us. We know that you're going to be visiting and you're going to be hosting guests and you've got lots of little projects that perhaps you want to get done. We're going to help you out this hour, starting with some tips to help you clear the clutter. Yes, when your friends come to your house, do you want them to think it looks that good all year long? Well, you would, but we all know it's not the case. <laughs> not true. We're going to give you some strategies for helping you clear that clutter, and perhaps they'll even last with you beyond the holidays. And with all that company coming over your house, let's hope that you don't have to deal with a clogged toilet in the middle of, say, the big holiday feast, because it is definitely one of the worst things about homeownership, bathroom maintenance. But the experts at this old house have some insider tips that will make this chore a lot easier. Plus, if you think that oven cleaning has to involve caustic chemicals and super hot ovens, well, it doesn't. We're going to have a natural oven cleaning recipe for you, so you want to grab a pen. We're going to have that for you in just a bit. It'll allow you to get that oven sparkly clean without any hassles or headaches. And we're giving away a great prize this hour. We've got an Electrolux vacuum worth almost $300 up for grabs to one lucky caller who we talked to on the air this hour. So let's get to the phones and get to it. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Leslie, who's first? Deborah in North Carolina has an asbestos question. How can we help you? Yes, um, we would like to take up some asbestos tiles. They are on a concrete floor. What should we do, and what kind of cleanup would be necessary after that? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, asbestos tiles are made of cement asbestos or a vinyl asbestos where the asbestos is contained within the tiles itself. And so it's not easy for that type of asbestos to be uh, released to the air. And in most um, areas of the country, removal is not regulated. Disposal, however, typically is in that they have to be bagged uh, specially and marked and taken to you know, certain types of dumps and so on. Now, what's the reason you're removing these tiles? We want to put down hardwood laminate. You want to put down laminate floor? There is absolutely no reason to remove the asbestos tiles. The best thing for you to do is leave them right in place. The laminate uh, goes on top of an underlayment, usually a very thin foam pad, like an eighth of an inch, that could be laid down right on top of the asbestos. And then you assemble the laminate floor right over that. Laminate floors are floating floors. So they don't have to be glued in or attached to the old floor in any way, shape, or form. They just, you know, by, by virtue of their weight, they stay in place. And so there's really no reason for you to get into that big mess, Deborah. I would just lay them down right on top of it and leave it alone. Okay. 
All right. All right. Thank you, you worry about it in another 40 years, okay? Okay. All right. Thanks so much thank for calling you. us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Otis in Texas has a window question. How can we help you? Uh, my problem is I have aluminum windows in a house that's uh, brick veneer, okay. and the nailing fin is attached to the wood under the brick veneer. Uh, I've read up on uh, retrofit windows, mm-hmm. but my but my other problem is I can't uh, find a vendor. Uh, that that make that'll make those windows and sell them to me, yeah. Because I don't want to I don't want to uh, pay uh, an installer to come out and install windows that I'm absolutely positive that I can do. Okay, well, first of all, when you have aluminum windows, it's very very difficult to do a retrofit or to use a, a standard replacement style window because you don't have the same kind of jams, the same sides. So typically, you have to cut those out. And you end up doing like sort of some sawzall surgery to kind of cut them all out and get them apart. Now, installing the new windows, you can use a standard replacement window, but you have to flash it between the brick and the wall. So what the, the most important part of this whole process is measurement. And if you can measure the windows properly, you can order those from a home center. You don't have to work with a window contractor. You can, you can order those from a home center, and you can order very good quality ones from home centers today that are low E glass, Energy Star rated. So you don't have to you know, deal with uh, somebody who will only sell it to you with installation. But unfortunately, you can't retro, I mean, you can't um, put a replacement in when you already have the aluminum window in place because it's just not set up for that. Replacement windows are designed to work with wood windows where you remove the operable sashes and then you can slide the new one next to it. In your case, the whole thing's got to come out and a new window has to be slipped in and it's got to be sealed and weather stripped very carefully. And if you do that, you'll be able to enjoy them. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Thank you very much. Otis, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Henry in Illinois, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I had some unexpected guests uh, last night. They uh, came and used about two uh, spray cans of paint sprayed on my barn. No, oh, no, you had some vandals? I guess you'd call them that. <laughs> they left bad, you Henry. a lovely message that yeah. perhaps contained some, exp- you know, four-letter words. No, no. It was like uh, they drew a, or they spray painted a human's hand and fingers. Oh boy! All right, so we got to get rid of this, right? We get Four cleaned up. Yeah. And so this is on. You say sheet metal? Yeah, this is on a on a barn. Okay, so the barn's already painted, right? Yes. You know what's worked, and I mean, I would imagine this is sort of similar to trying to remove spray paint from a car. If you've ever tried a detailing clay that you can get at an auto body shop or like a any sort of car shop, um, you can get it. One of them is called Meguiar's Quick Clay. There's several out there. And then what you would do is, according to the directions, you would rub on this clay, and that should do a great job of getting off the spray paint from the steel. It won't take away the color of the steel itself. It might take away some of the sheen, but you'll get that spray paint right off. Super. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We are available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week to give you a hand with your home repair or your home improvement question. So pick up the phone and give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, maybe you don't have to actually declutter your home to make it look neater. We're going to tell you how after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. 
making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now. The number is one eight 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 money pit If we talk to you on the air, your name will be tossed into the Money Pit hard hat for a prize we're giving away this hour, which is very cool. It's the Electrolux Versatility, the first bagless upright vacuum cleaner from this company. The cool thing about this is that the handle pops up to reveal sort of a telescoping one system with several different cleaning tools all on board. It's worth 299 bucks. so pick up the phone and give us a call right now at one eight 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 money pit with your home improvement question for your chance to win. Uh, and one lucky caller in her right now is like, excellent, I don't have a vacuum and I've got a lot of people coming over and need to clean my house quickly, so pick me, pick me. <laughs> Seriously, though, this is the time of year when you have a lot of people coming and going from your house. And if you're like me, your house could be a bit of a disaster from time to time. I know most of us are parents and we're dealing with messy houses. You know, what can you do about it? But when you've got your company coming over, you really need to think about finding a home for all of those things that you maybe just don't know where they go. And suddenly that whole notion could be very overwhelming. Now, you could procrastinate a little bit longer, like say until that first doorbell rings, but don't. Get on top of it, folks. First of all, you want to get rid of that stuff that you don't use or that you don't need every single day. If you're not using it daily, put it away. Now, once you've pared down a bit, you can use laundry baskets to sort of sort things and then hold them temporarily so you know all the toys are in one all of the work stuff is in another and then you can store that in a bedroom closet and suddenly your home is instantly decluttered now this is a temporary fix folks we're not recommending that you turn into a pack rat and just shove everything in the closet and here's another tip why don't you just give yourself an early holiday gift go ahead and hire a cleaning service for just a one-time visit you don't have to have them come back every week of course that might be nice but if you can't Mm, afford it just a one-time cleaning before the holidays or when you have guests that are going to show up it's a really nice thing to do for yourself because now you can really concentrate on the decorating and preparing the food and not have to worry about cleaning all of those rooms hope these tips help you out and help you have an enjoyable holiday this year 888-666-3974 let's get back to the phones got lots of home improvement questions out there who's next charlotte in california needs some help with a fireplace makeover tell us about the project Yes, okay. I moved into this house a few months ago, and um, it's a a brick fireplace Mm. that was painted white. And I tried some solution on it, on part of it. Oh, my goodness. It was very sticky and gooey, and and it didn't really take um, all the paint off the brick either. Well, I mean, this is a fairly common problem, and there's you know a couple of different strippers out there that, that Leslie and I have had experience with mm. that work better than others. Yeah, I mean, I have good success with one called Rock Miracle, but the problem when you're dealing with brick is that the brick itself is so porous, so as soon as you put paint on it, it gets sucked in, you know, not just on that top layer, but all the way in through the brick, so... You know, no matter how much success you have with a, a paint stripper, there's still going to be some residue of this paint left. And I'm telling you, it's going to take coat after coat after coat and a lot of elbow grease. Oh, brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, just short of sandblasting, which always tends to be the most successful with paint removal on brick. Mm-hmm. But that's a huge disaster and not something you can do yourself. Are you trying to get back to the original brick? I would like to, yeah. yeah. You know what? You might want to You might want to consider repainting with a brick color. I mean, if you use a, a flat paint... Mm. and you get off as much of the old stuff as you can, it's going to be pretty close to original color, and it will be a lot less work on you. Mm. 
Because remember, brick is very absorbent. It's one of the hardest uh, materials to strip paint off of. And even if you get, you know, you work on this thing for hours and hours and hours, you're still going to have that white haze of paint showing through the pores of the brick. The other option, Charlotte, is that if you're feeling like taking on a little bit of a project and it's as simple as a tiling project, there are products out there called brick veneers, which is essentially one whole brick but sliced into several thinner layers. So it's maybe, what are they, like a quarter inch, Tom? Yeah, Half about. Inch? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then you can use that to almost tile over the existing bricks. So now you have beautiful brand new brick with beautiful fresh grout that doesn't have any paint, you know, residue within the grout itself. And it's not a terrible project. It's rather easy to do. And you can get so many beautiful varieties of brick tones, you know, not just from that traditional red. You can go in browns and in blues. I mean, it's really a beautiful opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Do you get that Home Depot? Hmm. I would start with a, a, a masonry distributor just to sort of see, because Home Depot may have just one variety, where if you go to a more specialized store, you would see a lot of different color options. Oh. All right, Charlotte, now you have a couple of options, okay? Okay. All right, well, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Sharon in Illinois needs some help with a leaky pipe. Tell us about the problem. Well, I have a sump pump in my basement, okay. and my basement's finished, and the pipe has cracked. Okay. And it's leaking... And it's the pipe that goes from the sump pump to the outside mm -hmm. of the house. Right. It's a white PVC pipe? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've been stalking you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's an easy fix. I mean, it's not uncommon because those, those sump pumps, when they come on, Sharon, they have a lot of vibration. Right. And they typically will crack or they'll certainly get loose around the joints. So that shouldn't be too difficult for you to remove and replace. Okay, even though it's through the concrete. That's, yeah. That's my yeah, you'll find that once you uh, take that apart, that it will simply slide right through that concrete wall. It's not held in there very tightly because, you know, you're not going to have a lot of pressure around it as it goes through the block wall. Okay. And after okay. you put the new one in, you may have to use some silicone caulk to kind of seal between the pipe and the wall. But it's a pretty straightforward project and, you know, one that should be done, should be fairly easy and very inexpensive. Okay, because we're getting bids of like six and seven thousand dollars. What? Like, yes. Are you talking to waterproofing contractors? Uh, we are talking to whoever we can get to come out. I've right, to, but let me just guess. Know. Are you talking to those guys that specialize in waterproofing? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's a lot of ripoff artists in that particular trade. They, you know, they come and they try to find problems and they sort of fan the flames of your anxiety and then they, you know, run up a lot of uh, costs while they do these projects. You, know, you almost never need a waterproofing contractor. If you improve your grading and your drainage so that your soil slopes away from the wall, gutters are clean, the downspouts are extended, you probably won't get hardly any water in that sump pump. So this is a really easy fix, which is going to take all of about $10 of material. Even if you paid a plumber to come out and replace this pipe, it wouldn't cost you more than 100 bucks for his, for his time. Wow! Because, okay. like I said, every yeah. bid we've gotten has been five to six thousand yeah. dollars. That's, That's because crazy. you're talking to the wrong guys. Okay, good. Well, it sounds like we saved you from a possible big ripoff here, Sharon. I appreciate it. Believe you're welcome. Me, you call us again. I really don't have the money for it. Yeah, you call us again. Okay, yeah. if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. Well, thank you very much. You are very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Two trades, two trades that are on uh, my watch list. Waterproofers and chimney sweeps, mm. both very big this time of year, very often come out and try to panic pedal you 
a solution that you do need at a very exorbitant price or a solution that you don't need Mm -hmm. at a very exorbitant price. And it's amazing that they sort of have home improvement, you know, ESP, where they just knock at your door and sense you have a problem. Yeah. Or in insurance case, like you said, they showed up. Well, they showed up for a reason. And it is hard to get guys to come out and do small repairs. But, I mean, for one cracked pipe, hey, call a plumber. You know, whatever his minimum charge is, it's going to be worth it. Rick in Washington needs some help with a bathroom remodel. How's the project going? Uh, it's going pretty well. We're down to deciding which type of tub we want, and we're wondering if a ball-and-claw cast-iron tub would gain us any value in the home after the remodel versus a resin-style, the newer-style resin tubs. Well, the good news, Rick, is both will get you equally clean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in terms of return on investment, you know, I think that a remodeled bathroom by itself is going to be a great improvement because surveys are showing that you get somewhere in the area of 80 to 90 percent return on investment for remodeled bathrooms and remodeled kitchens. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of which one is going to be right for your project, that's more of a decorating choice, I would think, Leslie. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If your home is of the certain time period and architectural styling where the claw-footed tub is really the right choice, then, I mean, in my opinion, you cannot compete with a claw-footed tub. They're gorgeous. They're ginormous. You can take a beautiful, deep, long soak in a bathtub like that, and you've just, you know, hit the nail on the head for my dreams of a bath, and I would buy your house tomorrow if that was the case. Um, But I really think it's... I'm sorry, the house is a 1931 uh, farmhouse, so we didn't know if if there was an inherent value in going with an older style tub versus a newer style resin tub. I think if consistently you're going with historically accurate details, you're better off to go with the the cast iron tub. Okay, very good. We we also, we love your show. Thank you so much for the help. You're welcome, Rick. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to The Money Pit on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, how to make one of homeownership's most dreaded chores a little easier. We're going to share tips for unclogging your toilet after this. On The Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Install a new energy-efficient Thermatrue door today and qualify for up to a $1,500 tax credit. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com slash tax credit. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, do you find yourself cleaning up for the holidays? Well, just visit moneypit.com for great hints and tips. Just click ideas and solutions and then look for cleaning we've got lots of articles and tips in the cleaning section online right now at moneypit.com that can help you out john in south carolina is having some water issues at his house what's going on well uh we're purchasing a house that uh, was built in 1926 it's been added on uh, over the years it's got a wonderful piece of property the problem is it has not been occupied for a year Okay. And we had a home inspection, and the home inspector detected a strong odor of rotten eggs when he mm-hmm. ran the hot water through the right. kitchen sink. 
Mm-hmm. And did he tell you what was causing that? He uh, suspected that there was a bacteriological problem within the hot water heater itself, mm, and that no. uh, I needed to install a sacrificial anode, and that went right over my head. Well, actually, I think it's the opposite. I think it is the water heater anode rod. It's a rod that is made of self, uh, sort of self-sacrificing ma- magnesium, and basically what that's designed to do is dissolve in certain conditions, and it protects the tank from rust out, but it can result in a sulfur odor. Now, how old is the water heater? Uh, don't know yet. Take a look at the, uh, at the data plate on the water heater. It almost always has the date stamped on it. If it's close to 10 years old, replace the water heater. Just get a new one. Yeah, and if it's not, you can actually remove the anode. Now, that will void the water heater warranty because it won't be protected against corrosion, but it will make the sulfur smell smell go away. So you would never replace the anode? Mm, Nah, I just remove it. Well, it's definitely up there as one of the worst things you have to do as a homeowner. And I'm talking about unclogging a toilet. And I'm sure you've had to unclog yours a time or two. Well, if you've got kids, who knows what could be stuck in there? We found everything from toy cars to telephones to toothbrushes in ours. And here to give us the step-by-step for how to unclog a toilet is Kevin O'Connor, host of This Old House, and plumbing expert Richard Trothui. Now, Kevin, as a homeowner, this isn't something that you can really escape, is it? Sooner or later, everyone has to do it. Unclogging a toilet is not a very glamorous job, but it doesn't have to be an ordeal. Richard, what's the right way to do it? Well, first of all, there's no magic chemical you're going to put down the drain to clear a toilet stoppage. And I'm not really a big fan of using chemicals anyway. Oftentimes, they cause more trouble than they solve. When I'm clearing a toilet stoppage, I start with the tried-and-true plunger. Now, an important tip is that you actually want to pull, not push the stoppage. The plunger goes down over the trapway, down inside the bowl. And when you get a good tight seal, then you pull up and you create a suction to break that stoppage. And then it should clear. Now, sometimes it doesn't, and you have to go to the next level of defense, and that's called the closet auger. It's actually a snake that's made a special way with a protective back elbow so you don't scratch the bottom of the toilet bowl. You get it down inside and then just go down in through the trapway, and that always gets it. And the closet auger is pretty aggressive. What do you do if even that doesn't work? Oh, we have plenty of stories about the toilets that drove us crazy. We just, you know, you put the auger down, you did the plunger, and you still couldn't get to it. All right, well, to learn more about unclogging toilets and to see a cutaway of a toilet bowl, visit thisoldhouse.com. You know, because I am a home improvement expert, one time we had a toilet clog in our house, and I knew for a fact it was the willow tree outside getting into the clay drain waste vent pipes. Yeah. So I got my shovel out, and I dug down, and I opened up the pipe, and I snaked one way, and I couldn't find a clog, and I snaked the other way. And I here I am with the hole and the pipe and everything, and I'm thinking... It's got to be between the hole and the toilet. So I pulled the toilet off, and then I snaked from right below the toilet right through to the and pipe. It was still fine, wasn't it? still wasn't there. <laughs> and then as I went to put the toilet back on, I noticed something blue inside of it. <laughs> now, I know toilets, and you know toilets, and there's nothing that's supposed to be blue inside of a toilet. And that's when I found a little toy phone. Right. my cute little darling son. And you're an expert. You admit this story? I'm an, I'm an expert. Right. That's why I'm standing there with this little plastic phone, uh, a five-foot-deep hole in my backyard, and a toilet off the base. It happens to the best of us. Richard, Kevin, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thanks for having us. <laughs> you know, that's good to know, Tom, because we're just getting to the point where our son is fascinated by the toilet, but he's yet to throw things in. So I'll keep that in mind. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Well, to learn more, you can also watch Kevin and Richard on This Old House, which is brought to you by The Home Depot. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. 
Up next, cleaning your oven doesn't have to be a caustic chore. We've got a recipe for an all-natural oven cleaner that will do just as good a job after this. You live in a body pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we'd love to have you be part of the Money Pit. So pick up the phone and give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Now, if we talk to you on the air, we are going to throw your name, not you, just your name, into the Money Pit (laughs) hard hat. And one lucky caller that we choose at random is going to win the Electrolux Versatility Vacuum. And it is the first bagless upright from Electrolux. Now, it's got a telescoping wand system that automatically switches over from the floor to the hose when you use it. I love it. And if you've got pets, this is the vacuum for you because it's got a charcoal filter that naturally reduces pet odors. Hey, cat owners, call in because this could help you out a lot. <laughs> it's worth 299 bucks. So give us a call at one eight 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 money pit right now for your answer and your chance to win. And you must have a home improvement question to qualify. Now, uh, let's talk a bit about oven cleaning. It's traditionally a very caustic job because it's associated with caustic chemicals or the super high heat setting that burns off the crud, but it doesn't have to be that way. One way to get your oven squeaky clean before the holiday guests arrive is to make a paste of baking soda and water. You want to apply the paste and scrub it with steel wool. Now, for stubborn stains, you can add some salt to the mix. And if your oven is self-cleaning, you won't need any paste. But make sure you run that cycle well before any big dinner parties are planned because we know from experience that the time that oven is most likely to break down (laughs) is right after the self-cleaning cycle is run because it puts the machine through a lot of stress. So do it it a week or so before a big dinner party plan because otherwise you could find yourself with a big turkey to cook and no oven to Mm. cook it in. (laughs) And we say takeout. 888-666-3974. Let us help you with your home improvement questions. Leslie, who's next? John in Washington has a question about Tyvek paper. What can we do for you today? Yeah, um, I was curious. Um, I'm, we uh, gutted a house that we've been living in because it, um, well, it needed some desperate work. It's a, t- a complete money pit. But, okay. <laughs> but um, we're, we're um, putting it back together now, and we're putting insulation in the walls. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the studs, you know, they range from, like, 12 inches apart to 20 inches apart. Okay. Yeah, you know, just because we're retrofitting this 100-year-old house. Right. And on on your um, insulation, you have your craft paper. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's getting all cut up and everything because, right. you know, these weird weird cuts and angles and stuff that, this, um, okay. that it has to fit into. Yeah. So your question is, can you restore that or can you put a second moisture barrier? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is I know we use Tyvek on the outside, you know, underneath the um, underneath the siding, and I was wondering if I could use that on the inside as a moisture barrier. Um, yeah, you know, I don't see why not. Uh, typically, people use just uh, visqueen or sheet plastic for that, but I don't see why you couldn't use a material like Tyvek on the inside. It's vapor permeable, uh, and it will it will contribute to that vapor barrier. Okay. So yeah, okay. It, it's fine to do that. And uh, you're right, it's very hard to get a really good vapor barrier with um, the paper surfaces that are attached to the insulation because you really have to have like a perfect insulation. And even if you if you do have that, you know, you end up with a lot of extra cuts and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think that's an option. 
And John, if you want more tips on installation of insulation, you can mm-hmm. find that at moneypit.com. We've got a green section uh, on the website with uh, lots of tips on how to insulate your house. Wonderful. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome, John. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. We're going to help Cheryl in New Mexico tackle a flooring project. Tell us what happened. Well, unfortunately, my dog had a little bit of an accident on the laminate floor. Okay. And when I discovered it in the morning, um, some of it had seeped through the seams of my laminate flooring, and it kind of separated and bubbled up a little bit along mm-hmm. the seams. Okay. So I was just wondering how I can flatten it out and fix it. Mm. Do you have uh, extra material? I do have extra material, yeah. yes. Okay, it's possible that you could uh, extract, so to speak, surgically cut out the, the damaged damage. area. Mm-hmm, yep, and, and have some new pieces put in. My concern is that the pieces that are there have already swollen. There's going to be no way to get them to sort of retract back to their original shape. So what you may be thinking about ending up having to do here is actually cut out the bad pieces and putting in some new pieces. And that can be done successfully, even if it was a locked together product. You can do it. Um, okay. What you're generally going to do is cut out you know, the, the least amount of material. And then where you have to kind of get it back together again, what you would do is instead of using the locking tile, you'd probably cut off like the bottom of the groove and you would glue the pieces together uh, to replace the locking mechanism that was there originally. And that will hold in place. Jan in Michigan needs some help with a patio. What happened? Oh, well, I have a patio that's uh, quite old. It's about 20 years old, and they used uh, pavers, and in between each paver, they grouted it with mortar. Okay. okay. And it's all broken up. The weed, I'm tired of killing the weeds. I'm always spraying to kill the weeds. I'm tired of it. So I asked the one landscape guy in our town to come, and um, could he fix it? And he said, yeah. So he brought a bag of, like, quick set cement and brushed it in and watered it and that didn't work at all now it's worse than ever because he had power washed it before he did that so now i have these big old gaping holes where the the (laughs) mortar was and plus the weeds so i have everything all right that's what happens when you call 1-800 some guy (laughs) you know Um, You know, there's a product for this that QuickCrete makes. Mm -hmm, It's called Joint Lock, Power Lock Jointing Sand. It's a sand that basically you you sweep in and then you do water it, but it has a polymer in it, so it solidifies and uh, and stops the weeds from growing back up. Mm -hmm. But it's sort of still kind of flexible, so as it moves about with, you know, pressure from walking, it's not going to crack apart. If you do ever need to change out a paver, you can sort of break that seal and pull out the stone without having to deal with a major concreting issue. Okay, thank you so much. I'll try that fix. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. I mean, it's just a major, major maintenance project. You know, where we live on the Northeast, my family has a vacation home that has slate, beautiful slate around a pool. But even out there on Long Island, you get the freeze and thaw cycle. Every single summer, it's a major maintenance project with that concrete and the mortar joints. It's just terrible. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, shake, rattle, and roll. What does that remind you of, Leslie? A disco dance tune? <laughs> no. it For many people, it pretty much describes their washing machines. Oh. <laughs> We've got a solution to a smoother setting that will cure that problem next. You live in a money pit. Money pit. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You can follow our tweets or become a fan on Facebook. The Money Pit is there for you 24-7 online. Simply visit moneypit.com right now to read our blogs or to get info on holiday home security. You know, as you go away, a lot of folks suffer burglaries when their homes are vacant. We've got some tips to help you keep your home safe around the holidays. Just Google Money Pit Holiday Home Security at moneypit.com. And you know what? While you're online, you can click on the Ask Tom and Leslie icon and email us your question. And we've got one here from Tom in Alaska who writes, I relocated a washer dryer upstairs for my mother so she wouldn't have to go into the basement. The problem is the stacked washer dryer shakes very badly. The machine was adjusted twice with no luck. The company says it needs a new floor or a concrete floor. Any suggestions? Well, this is a pretty common problem, and there's actually a product on the market that can help you fix this. It's called a ShakeAway. It's made by Kellett Industries, and it's a vibration pad. And you can pick this up at Lowe's. These ShakeAway pads are like four rubber blocks. This company used to design anti-vibration technology for large machines, and they Mm -hmm. thought to themselves, hey, this could work for a washer as well. So do the basics. Make sure the the washer is completely level. But if that is failing you, pick up these Kellett shakeaway pads and put them under each leg of the washer, and you'll be amazed at how quiet that machine becomes. Now, in his email, he's mentioning that they're talking about a new floor. Is there any situation where you might want, I mean, obviously you're dealing with water. You don't want this on a hardwood floor situation. Should you think about sort of redoing the floor if you're bringing it upstairs or go I with what you've got? I can't think of any reason to redo the floor. I mean, I don't know who he's talking to, but he may be concerned if the floor is out of level, but you can correct that with leveling legs on the washer. Just make sure the washer is level. It's got to be level to work. But if it's still making a racket, Put the shakeaway pads under it, and that will take care of it. All right. Now we've got one from Connie in South Carolina who writes, The electrical wall sockets in all three bathrooms have quit working. No trip circuit breakers are in the circuit box. How can the problem be identified and repaired? My guess is head to the garage and look at the yeah, <laughs> look yeah. at the one you know ground circuit interrupter. Yeah. When you find this, you're going to be feel so silly, Connie, but it's not a silly question. All of the bathrooms are wired into one ground fault circuit interrupter. And that could be in the breaker panel, but it more likely is built into one of the outlets located either in a bathroom or in the garage. You're looking for the outlet with the test and the reset button. And when you find it, I guarantee you, it's going to be popped out. You want to reset that button and instantly all of the bathrooms will have power once again. It's designed that way because a ground fault breaker will protect you from getting a shock. And I don't know why the electricians always make it so hard to find it. And info never passes on from one homeowner to the next. But that's the way you can reset the power. All right. Now, Jim from South Carolina writes, my brick house is 40 years old. I purchased it about three years ago, and I noticed that some mortar between the bricks on the south side is disintegrating and some bricks are cracked or broken in half. What do we need to do to fix this? Yeah, you know, mortar is pretty darn durable, um, and as is bricks, but uh, they do deteriorate from time to time. What I would do is I would remove the loose bricks. I would save to preserve as many of them as I possibly can. You're simply going to have to chip out the old mortar, mix up some new mortar, and repatch that wall. Now, there may be a reason that the bricks are cracking there. It may be that water is pouring off the roof, hitting the ground, and bouncing up. That's very commonly that very commonly causes a lot of deterioration. 
think, look for something like that and correct that problem so that once you fix it, it stays that way for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And you know what, Jim, when you do fix it, it's going to make the house look so crisp and beautiful and all buttoned up. So it is a project worth doing. You've been listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com, where the show continues. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 